Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. morning, my friends, and happy Friday. Yesterday, we saw the first part of Jesus facing off with those religious elite. And we know that even though the religious elite rejected Jesus, he is still the cornerstone, the foundation of our faith. Now, today we are going to see this conversation continue on Jesus with these religious elite. They now trying to trick him, trying to get him to slip up so they can harm him and they're seeking to destroy him. So let's dive right in. We are in Luke chapter 20, verse 19, and I am reading from the ESV. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere that they might catch him in something he said, so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. So they asked him, Teacher, We know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? Now in the NIV, tribute is translated to taxes. And at the time, the Jews didn't really love being under Roman rule. And there were actually several sects that believed they didn't need to pay taxes and would refuse to pay taxes to Caesar. So they're kind of trying to trip Jesus up with this controversial question. Is it lawful for us to give tribute, pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he, Jesus, perceived their craftiness and said to them, show me a denarius. That was a coin, a day's wage at the time. Whose likeness and inscription does it have? They said, Caesar's. He said to them, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said, but marveling at his answer, they became silent." So these coins had the likeness, the picture of Caesar on them. And he says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, pay your taxes, but also give to God what is God's. And what is God's, what is made in God's image? None other than people. Give him your heart, your faith, your actions, because you are made in the image of God. Continuing on, there came to him some Sadducees. This is essentially another sect, another almost denomination of the Jewish belief at this time. There came to him some Sadducees, those who deny there is a resurrection. And they asked him a question saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now this is true. This was in the Old Testament, in the law that Moses gave. 
When a man died and left his wife behind, now a widow, if that man had a brother, it was seen as the brother's duty to carry on the dead brother's family line. So he would then take the dead brother's widow as his wife and now seek to have children with her, again, to carry on that family name, that family line. So he is saying, if a man's brother dies having a wife but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children, and the second and the third took her, and likewise all seven left no children and died. So this woman had seven husbands by the end of her lifetime. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, which remember, the Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection. So they are saying this purely to trick Jesus, to trip him up, asking a controversial question. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for they cannot die any more because they are equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, for they no longer dared to ask him any question. So they're asking this woman had seven husbands. When she is raised up in the resurrection, whose wife will she be? And to paraphrase Jesus, he says, if you are resurrected, specifically, he said, those who are considered worthy to attain that age and to the resurrection from the dead. If you are considered worthy to be resurrected, to attain that new age, marriage is no longer a thing. It's not something you need to worry about, to fret about. And he goes on to make a point that God is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. And now he has answered so eloquently, so well, these difficult questions that now no one dares to ask him any more questions. But he said to them, how can they say that the Christ is David's son? For David, from the Old Testament, King David, for David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. David thus calls him Lord. How is he his son? So he's talking here about the Messiah. And he's saying, how is the Messiah the son of David? This wouldn't make a lot of sense unless you know that Jesus is both God but also man and from the lineage of David. He is both above David and below him when it comes to lineage. So Jesus here is also putting forth a paradoxical question that only makes sense when Jesus is the Messiah. 
and in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes, who like to walk around in long robes and love greetings in the marketplace and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts. We see here Jesus pointing out what he's pointed out before. The religious elite are prideful. They love to look good, to look religious. And he says, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes, who love greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. So after all of this trickery and Jesus answers these difficult questions with grace and with truth, now he is actively calling them out and warning the others to beware them, to beware their hypocrisy, to beware their pride when they still are devouring widows' houses with the pretense of long prayers. So beware the hypocrites, the religious elite those who are prideful, not humble, those who are self-serving rather than servant-hearted. I will see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for tuning in today. For more information, visit hesedheart.com.